0: Welcome to the Branches podcast. Branches is a community of faith, hope, and love in the South Orange County. We are a church for people who don't go to church. If you'd like to learn more about our faith or our community, visit our website at branchesoc.com.
1: Thanks, guys, um, for letting us uh, share. So we had an email exchange in our family. Someone in our family wrote this... uh, Um, They had a scripture they were reading, and uh, it was from Luke, and it talked about uh, just being persistent, and so people were writing back and forth, and Steph wrote this thing that was ridiculously beautiful and and right on, and so as we were talking about that, I said, am I the only one, because no one, you know, said anything about it, I said, am I the only one that thought that, that that was like a sermon and that she should be preaching? And then, you know, a few people wrote back in the little thread, yeah, of course, and then Steph said, let's do it. I was like, what? Now, what she's going to share has, is not from what she wrote in the email. But um, my wife is very wise, and she loves the Lord, and she has a lot to say. Um, she's not afraid of public speaking, but it's not what she's drawn to. Um, and unless you Is that on? No, it's fine. Well, you've got to turn it on. Like I said, she doesn't do a whole lot of public speaking.
0: I just said, unless you're five.
1: Yeah. She's a kindergarten teacher, <laughs> so she speaks all day to kindergarten teachers, and she lo- I mean to kindergarten kids. But, um, so through this whole, just to give you a brief background, uh, a year ago, I'm not really sure what triggered it, but all of a sudden I got this autoimmune disease called uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and, um, and the people that deal with rheumatoid arthritis go, wow, you've got it bad, which is not what you want to hear from those doctors. You're like, you know what, work on the bedside manner, that's not good. Um, And then, because of that, uh, I have now a lung disease from that that's now attacking my lungs. So anyways, we've been going through it, and our life has changed. It's gone from this to something else. And um, so through this whole process, I've watched my wife, who was already a godly woman, who has led so many younger women and older women and and even men in their walk with the Lord and just in life, um, grow. And so she does have a lot to share, and so I said, are you serious? Do you really want to share? Because let's do this. And I was like, okay, done. Um, So I'm going to do very little sharing, do my best to do very little sharing, Um, but we did want to do this together. Um, She doesn't need me up here, but this, we wanted to share about what we've gone through, and and Steph has given it a name, and um, she calls it the Beautiful Ugly, and um, so I'll just let her take it from there, and then we'll kind of... Go back and forth as we think. What we wanted to share with you, what we've learned through this, and, and we make one promise, we're going to be very honest. We're not going to go, oh, God is good, it's great, don't worry about it, everything's great. We're not going to do that. <clears throat> we're going to be honest. That's that, that we can promise.
0: Thanks. <laughs> um, so, well, okay, just really quickly as far as like the illness and all of that. For Boog, obviously this is a very different road than it is for me as his wife. Um, And so a little bit of the ugly is just thinking about a sick husband. (laughs) And what that's like even when your husband has a cold. Or, you know, just a little fever. (laughs) It's really hard. (laughs) Okay, this is multiplied by like 150 million. Because for me, um, I can't really do very much to make him better. And Um, I can get on my knees, and I can pray, and I can, you know, plead with the Lord, and I feel like many of you have done the same thing, and um, it's not, it's not happening, and it's really ugly, (laughs) and it's frustrating, and so um, I don't like that. I don't like that, you know, um, that I'm begging and pleading with my God, and he's He's deciding that maybe are not right now. I need you to be in this place right now, right here. And so that's kind of the beginning of this whole thing is every time we go to the doctor, I think that maybe we're going to get some great news, but then we don't always. Or, you know, we're going to do this procedure and then it makes it worse. And so it just kind of started to get to this point where I was like getting really, really annoyed. <laughs> and um, so... I think that's kind of the beginning of the ugly for me is just that inability to, to do. I mean, I can do some things, but that doesn't make it go away. And, um, and I've kind of, through all of this, have come to a point to realize that, <clears throat> that God has me exactly where he wants me to be, and that's the beautiful part of all of this. So I'm going to kind of start with um, the ways that God's used the situation. And, I mean, honestly, we're still totally in it and going through it, and it's, I hope it gets better, (laughs) but I don't know, Um, and so that's where we are here and today, we're just kind of expectant and waiting, Um, and in all of the things that I've gone through, I feel like God's really, Romans chapter 8 has been a a chapter or just the Bible, part of the Bible that I've read in so many different experiences in my life. And the one verse I'm going to start with really quickly before I pray is Romans eight eighteen, And it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And I'm excited to see the Lord glorified in all of this and everything that we walk through. Um, so I'm going to pray really quick before I start and then, um, then move on. So, okay. Father God, I love you. And I'm so grateful for the ways that you have shown up in my life and the ways that you have used such ugly things to glorify yourself. And Lord, I just pray that today that each one of us would see you so loud and clear, that they would hear you and they would feel you. And that we would walk out of these doors knowing that you love us so incredibly much that you would walk through everything and anything, even the darkest places with us. I'm grateful and thankful. I pray these things in your precious name. Amen. Okay, so. Um, a couple weeks ago, so in all of this, kind of realizing like, whoa, I love this place of branches, this community of people so, so, so much. But as we kind of are walking through this illness, you know, you start to get some thoughts in your head of like, oh my gosh, like, what if, you know, you can't preach anymore? What if um, you just think of all all the horrible things that could happen? And so those things happen in my head, obviously, naturally, because we're going through such a yucky thing. But a couple Sundays ago, I came to worship on a Sunday without bug with the kids. And I walked in to this community of people, and I was like, this is incredibly beautiful. Because people are coming here not because of us, not because, to be honest with you, they're coming to listen to messages from people that aren't even a part of our community. But they're here. And they're worshiping with this family because they want to be here. Because they know that they will find the Lord here. And it was so encouraging and so beautiful. And I I think the Lord was really clear that night, that day when I was in here. I was sitting up front and I was just like, wow. I am so beyond blessed by the support of the people here. And the fact that I'm watching people who didn't know the Lord before they started coming to branches, but that are coming here because they know that they will meet him here no matter who's up front, no matter who's leading worship, that they've made a commitment to each other in the yucky and the ugly and in the good, and that God is totally moving. And I just want to say thank you because that was like a humongous blessing to me in all of this. And I think that it was a really incredible picture that God gave me that Where I am, where he is, no matter what the situation, it's good, and it's really good to let these people know that they need to find their God, regardless of who's up front or who's leading worship, and it just was a beautiful picture to me of a community of believers, and um, he really glorified himself through you guys and through this community, family and friends and all of that, Um, and I just... Of course, felt like this is the body of Christ, like clearly and perfectly. Um, First Corinthians twelve twenty seven. Well, it's twenty six through twenty five through twenty seven. It says, so that there are many, so that there are, sorry, so that there are there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers all the members suffer with them. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. And I just want to say that in all of this, it's incredibly beautiful how each of you have just stepped up. Some of you have gone to your knees that may never have before. Some of you are praying in ways you've never prayed before. And it's incredibly humbling for us as a family to know that you're doing it us. It's, it's ugly that we're going through it, but it's actually so beautiful to see some of you guys being stretched and pulled and, and encouraged to do things that you probably never would have done before. And truthfully, I think that in all of that, it's exactly where God wants us to be. He wants us to be pegging him, pleading with him, sitting with him, and asking him, to step in and to do exactly what he needs to do. And so that's the beginning part of our ugly situation that I've seen become something incredibly beautiful is just watching him work through each of you. And I'm so grateful and thankful.
1: Yeah, when, when we divided this up into the three areas and we talked about, you know, what is, what is God doing through this? There's way too much for us to share just during this time. So we just chose a few things to kind of highlight um, you know, tagging on what she said about, you know, this, this community of faith, we, we talked in the very beginning when we planted the church together, there was like 30 of us, and um, we said, typically, churches kind of focus around the personalities of whoever is the leader. And um, I just think there's something wrong with that. Uh, you know, we want... If you look through the history of God's people, they always want a king. You know, oh, Saul, you be our king. Oh, how about David? Or what are the judges? And you always want to lift a man or a woman to like, oh, and we just can't depend on people that way. And in the same way, we can't look to our pastors that way. Um, And so we talked about this church, we said, look, as long as... Um, you don't call it Boog's Church. You know how that works, right? Like if you can't remember the name of the church, you know, you know uh, Mike's Church or uh, George's Church or whatever the name is. And it's like, really? It's not theirs. A church is a group of people. How is it their people? So if, if you don't call it Bug's Church, you don't call it Bug and Steph's Church, we won't act that way. And one of the beautiful things that's happened through this is this whole, the ugly has pulled us out and yet, this beautiful is coming in where the truth is that every member is a minister and it's allowed other people to step up and people are, are caring for each other and, and stepping in different roles in different ways and lessening this idea of it being Boog's Church. And to us, that's beautiful because the more that we don't look to people but we start to wean ourselves off that and go towards the Lord and say, okay, Lord, you show up then. You know, there's going to be times when, uh, you know, when we travel, we, we would hear other people speak, and, you know, we always have to judge how good they are. And there's times where we, we come out, that person was great, that person wasn't. It really doesn't matter. It matters our heart. Are we coming to listen to the Lord? Because if we're coming with that attitude, God will speak. And it could be the most fantastic communicator in the world. And if we don't come with that attitude, we're not going to hear from him. And so one of the beautiful things is to see this community go, oh, you know what? Who's our leader? The Lord is. This is his church. It belongs to him. It's for his purposes and his plans. And I am here to be his. And when Steph came back that day and I was sitting on the couch, that's kind of my bed. And she came in and she goes, it was beautiful. And she went on to talk about the different people that she saw and the different things that she saw happening. So if that's all that happens from this, it's good enough.
0: All right. The next part that um, has been happening a lot, and I have to be honest that I have, and Bug, separately, differently, because we're both going through it differently, is that question of why. I have pictured myself more than once, <laughs> a lot, just grabbing on to Jesus's, well, I don't think he has a shirt collar, but whatever, his cloak or gown, <laughs> or maybe I just grab his beard, and I just shake him, Then <laughs> I pull him really close, and I'm just like, I am so ticked. Well, there's other words that come out of my mouth, actually, that I'd really like to say. Um... Or I hear people going, why does this happen to such good people? Why is this happening? I don't understand. I don't either. (laughs) But the minute I put my mind to that point of pulling on to Jesus's, I like the beard one actually, just pulling it really hard, honestly, I crumple and he wraps himself up and around me and he pulls me up. And I'm done. And it doesn't matter why anymore. (laughs) It really doesn't. We can ask ourselves why all the time. Because a lot of crap happens here. And it's going to keep happening. And we can be angry. And we can be frustrated. But let me tell you, if you grab onto his beard. (laughs) Or you grab onto him. And you cling as tight as you can. You will melt. And you will know that he's got you, and it's going to be okay. It's going to suck, but he's going to be with you. So when people ask me that question, and I honestly, I don't, know, I don't know the answer. I really don't. And I can sit here and I can be really, really angry, but that anger is okay and totally natural, and I can be ticked and all of those things, but if I'm clinging to the Lord... kind of just goes away and he just he, just, he, may, he says it's going to be okay yeah it sucks I'm so sorry and that isn't it there's a lot more to this ugly painful stuff that he does as he walks with you through it um, historically in my own personal life there's been a lot of crap and you guys have watched us go through a ton um and we've watched you guys go through a ton. But life is so much more beautiful because of the pain and the, and the, and the crap. Um, when I think about, of course, obviously, the first one that comes to mind is losing Ricky. Um, uh, it was really horrific. But I cannot describe the amount of love that I have for my kids here on earth and how much more precious and beautiful it is because of that loss. And I just have all confidence that, that was, there was a purpose for that and that God was glorified in it and you all saw that and we saw that. And if we hadn't have gone through the pain and the struggle of it all, our life would not be as beautiful as it is. We wouldn't be able to see Um, what a gift it is to just have, you know, to have the kids that we do have. Um, I think about, you know, as being a survivor of sexual abuse, horrible, awful, painful, yucky, ugly, don't like that. But having an understanding of what true intimacy is and the way that God intended it and knowing that that is an incredible, beautiful thing, I wouldn't understand that if I hadn't gone through all that. I wouldn't have been able to minister to the girls that I've ministered to. My life would not be as beautiful as it is. Um, And then growing up in a super domestically violent home, you know, crazy, awful, alcoholism, drug addiction, ugly, yucky, painful. But knowing what a safe home is and what a home that's filled with the Father is like, beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. This life is painful. <laughs> in fact, what Boog and I are going through in comparison to the world, it's like a little bit of heaven on earth. I hate to say that, but we live in America. Like, people in this world are going through horrible, horrible things. <laughs> but they are so happy if you get a chance to travel to another world and you see people that have been through, I can say this, they've been through hell, (laughs) truly. But yet you walk in their homes or their shacks or their hut and they have like the biggest smiles and these incredibly either rotted or white teeth. They have this joy that they know the life that they have is beautiful. Regardless of the pain and the suffering, because they've been through it, they have this love for life that is inexplainable. And I really believe that that's a huge part of why we're here. How are we going to respond to the pain that comes before us? Are we going to cling to his beard? Are we going to walk through it with him so that we can see how much more beautiful our life is? Or are we going to complain and be angry and frustrated and ticked off? I'm not saying those feelings are ba- aren't bad because that's totally legit. You've all seen me melt and freak out, say some really bad words. Oh, more than once. But when it comes to that point where you might hear the worst news of your life, or you might have to deal with an illness that lasts forever until you go home. Who are you going to cling to? And what are you going to do in that situation? I think the beautiful and obvious choice is we're going to cling to the Lord and he's going to walk with us through it. And in that, we will come out and we'll, we will see this beautiful life that we have here for now.
1: Yeah, it's, we... Um... Looking at this, the, the beautiful next to the ugly, this is this may be the answer to our prayers. This ugly may be the answer to my prayers, because I I knew that there was a joy missing, and I knew by certain behaviors and ways I would talk to Steph or my children. I was like, "You know, there's this joy. I've seen it in my friends around the world, and I don't have that. What?" So, Lord, do what you got to do. And that's one thing you don't want to ever ask for <laughs> because, you know, it happens. And so we don't have an answer for the why. And I don't think that's the right question. And, and we know as we're going through this, like, you're, if you haven't gone through this, you're going to go through it. If you went through it before, you're going to go through it again because that's what is the destiny of humanity. You know that, right? There is suffering and pain in this world. You can try to avoid it all you want, but it's part of the process. And it looks different and sometimes we're like, wait, mine's worse than that person's or, or that person's worse. That's not the way it works. The way it works is, is that we go through this and then we have an opportunity to be stretched like a balloon so that there's more space. There's more space for the beautiful because of the ugly. There's more space for the joy because of the pain. And so the question isn't why, it's What? That's the question we need to ask. Okay, Lord, what? Now, as I say that, let's um, let's be honest here. Um, I have so many moments of, I call them the F-bomb moments, with me and the Lord. I don't reach up and grab his beard. uh, um, It's not my way. I just yell at him. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we have this thought like, oh, you can't be angry with God. Oh, yes, you can. I mean, if you're close with someone, and you trust them, and then you don't get what you want, then it makes sense. I mean, we, we've t- we talked about um, in the book of Job, you want to see a man that walked with God and everything stripped away, and so basically the entire book is him just yelling at God. Like, this isn't fair, this isn't right, why'd you do this, I should have this. And he's still saying God is good, but he's still ticked at the same time. We have permission to be honest. And so the good, part of the good that's come from this is this stretching inside of me. And I'm still frustrated. I'm like, okay, Lord, is the what done now? Because I'm kind of tired of it. Or can you speed up the process? Because I'd really like this to end. Um, And we don't know what what the future holds. We've chosen hope um, because we just believe God's going to take this away. But I don't want him to take it away at the expense of us growing. I don't want them to take the expense of me knowing more beautiful. I mean, here's a simple example because we're just not very thankful people. I mean, as Americans, we are just so entitled. My friend from Africa came over and you know he saw me limping around and doing all this and you know, he's in the midst of this community where people just die from the flu. And um, I mean he was so caring and so gentle, but it wasn't like, oh, this is so sad for you. No, because this is a man who's seen his neighbors die, his family die. He's seen suffering that we can never imagine. And that's why this man, he literally smiles so much, it annoys me. Like, have you ever noticed how much, um, you know, Seth talked about it, you know, the, the teeth or whatever. Uh, our friends, I think of my friends from Africa, have the whitest teeth in the world. And, and they just are always smiling. There's this joy, and yet you're there seeing what they're going through, and you're like, "How is this possible?" Because they've been stretched, and so the question isn't why, why me? It's like, what? Okay, Lord, what? Um, I mean, this. We we are so entitled. We're just not thankful enough. I know I'm not. Um, Part of we've tried everything possible, and we're not done. We're still trying everything we possibly can. And one of the things that we tried was this five day fast. Uh, Steph was ticked about it. Um, but, you know, in case you have certain food sensitivities, because there's certain people that have we this disease. Uh, and so you don't eat anything. Um, and, and um, yeah, heck, we're just being this honest. You do enemas. Never done those before. It's disgusting and gross. You don't know. Why are you giving a thumbs down? You didn't even see. <laughs> so anyways, it's one of the ways that Men people can get healed. You
0: need food, period. So That's another thing.
1: Yeah, five days, water, like, ugh. And so at the end of it, it was such a bummer because, you know, some people, oh, the pain's left. And I was like, ah, I just went through this for five days. I got nothing out of it. And um, so you have to slowly reintroduce food. So Steph made me uh, lettuce and lemon and slices of apple. If you offer that to me today, I'll say, but what else is there? But it was literally, it was so good. It was so good. Like I can still taste it now. And I'm literally, it was lettuce and apples and lemon. What changed? Like I realized the beauty that was there that I took for granted. And there's so much beauty around that we take for granted. You know, I I don't have, um, I I can't, I, I, okay, here's one example. I can't go surf. Okay, so, and, well, I mean, I can't run up the stairs. But was I thankful when I could run up the stairs? Was I thankful when I could? I could complain about what I don't have now, but I have so much. I'm able to be here and to share this goodness. We, we look at what we don't have instead of looking at what we have. And I want to live that way, and I've wanted to live that way, and maybe this is part of that process of the Lord giving me what I've
0: asked him for. Um, so the last part of all of this is acknowledging the fact that we're in a battle, that this is a battle, that this is a physical illness, um, but we've kind of, as a couple, we've hit it on every edge, spiritual, physical, mental, lots of therapy, that's the mental part, um, what else? I mean, everything. We've done it all emotional, I don't know, all those different things. But the one part of it I think that um, can be really ugly is that you can get some really yucky things in your head. And there starts to become these like little voices you know, you're going to be a widow. You're going to do this. This is going to happen. The church is going to fall apart keeps playing, and you keep, uh, uh, and you start to get anxious, and then you get afraid, and then you, you almost feel crippled, like you can't move anymore, and um, that's not, that's not what needs to be happening in my head. That's ugly, and so as that started happening, I just, then I would run, and I would, onto his beard, you know, and I would start freaking out, clinging, giving him the fear, the anger, the frustration. And very quickly, just like I fell apart, and I'm just crumpled, and he's whispering in my ears, "It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I love you. You're my child. These whispers to me, sometimes felt like yelling were so perfect. And to be honest with you, if I hadn't have gone to him in that mode, then I probably wouldn't have had that encounter. And and honestly, God has been so faithful um, in all of this. And I've had and experienced many times in all of the history of our uglies of God's presence in a way that I would have never experienced it if we hadn't been through some stuff. And um, the Lord's been really clear about the fact that he's going to win this battle. He's going to win. And I'm going to choose to cling to the one that's going to win than to listen to the one that's going to lose. So it's just been incredible to be able to hear those whispers of love. I mean, God only whispers those things in our ears. Love, redemption, healing, peace, confidence. When we hear the crap, the fear, the anxiousness, that is not of the Lord. And I just... Feel like we need to be able to hear God's whispers. And the only way we can do that is if we are clinging to him. And we are at our knees and we are in his presence and we make a commitment to that. Because just like Book said, it's going to get ugly for all of us. And we need to think about who we are going to cling to. What we want to hear. What needs to be going inside of our head. It's super challenging, but you know what? It's really good to be able to hear him that way, and to have someone to cling to. Um, so I just—I don't know. I just really challenge each of you guys to to know that this battle that we're living in, that we should be clinging to the one that's going to win, <laughs> and we should be listening to his whispers of goodness um, and not the lies of fear and anxiety. Um, I just have, okay, Romans 8 again. Sorry, you guys should all read it. It's pretty awesome. Um, (laughs) It's really blessed me a lot. Um, I'm going to read Romans 8, 14, and and then I'm going to read the email that I sent to my family. Uh, for those of you who are led by the Spirit of God, you're the children of God. Children, like a daddy whispers in your ear how much he loves you, and he's going to take care of you, and he's going to walk with you through it, even when you fall. (laughs) The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. Rather, the Spirit you received brought you about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry abba which means daddy Romans 8:14 we have such an incredible gift <sighs> that we have a father that will cling to us that will hold us when we crumple that will whisper sweet goodness in our ear when we go through ugliness that is so beautiful that I would walk through the ugly a thousand million times to be able to hear those whispers every day. I'm super grateful.
1: <laughs> you want me to share and then you'll uh, read the email or whatever. whatever?
0: you want. Yeah, why don't you share and then. Okay.
1: So I'll, I'll close up with what I'm gonna share and then we'll, we'll read the email. One of the things that we were hoping from this time would be that you would be challenged. We have um, three children, two boys and a girl, 13, 11, 17. That's what she thinks she is. She's she's, she's actually seven, but when, you'll see. She's nuts. Did she wear the Love high her, heels though.
0: today? She does have pants on.
1: Okay. Um, she likes to wear these short shorts, and I keep throwing them away, and the, the new ones keep showing up. I'm not... Lord but help us with that one. With the three of them, even though they're so young, we have them write their goals. And so they write their goals. And then I'm saying, like, how are you going to reach those goals? Because you can just write down a goal. What's you know, Hey, I want to accomplish this. Well, how are you, what are the steps to get there? I don't know what you would write down if you were to write down your goals. When I was younger and junior high and high school and college, um, and even just after that, I had goals that look much different than goals now. And my goal, you, know, you write your goals in order you know, of importance because you want to hit those top ones first. My top goal is to know the truth, to know God's goodness, to know that love, and then to be able to share that. I know it sounds cliche and all that, but honestly, that's my biggest goal. when I talked about my prayers... Those were my prayers. And the steps to get to that goal, my understanding of the sickness is this is part of the steps to get to that goal. I want to challenge you to pray that way. Which sounds weird. Like, uh, I don't want what you got. I get that. But what do you really want? Because this is nothing. This is nothing if that goal is reached. There is nothing like knowing the joy. And I'm not going to say, oh, this is so good, you should have it too. Let's have a little blood set up here. Um, But there's goodness, and I'll do whatever it takes to reach that goal. I can't accomplish that, though, for the most part. The Lord has to, you know, he he who abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Um, That's what I want. And one of the verses that was shared to me, um, someone that I worked with before and and we've had so many great things said, and and she sent this from Corinthians, and it's from the message translation. And it's, um, this would be the scripture that speaks of what I'm challenging you to. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his un- Folding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. My challenge to you is to seek that which will last forever, which really matters. And when things are stripped away, and look at your sufferings and your trials or your adverse circumstances and go, thanks. Yeah, I know, you didn't expect that. But yeah, thank you. How are we gonna use this, Lord? Because if you're not using it, what's the point of it? Take it away. But if it's here and I've asked you to take it away, then I'm assuming there's some good from this that you want to accomplish. And like I said, we have so much more to share. But that's the core of where we're at now. Um, and for me, that's the beautiful and the ugly. I want to read the email and then we'll pray?
0: <clears throat> so this email came out because I was just so encouraged by hearing other people's prayers and, and knowing that they were going and clinging to the Father in our, in our account, I guess. So it says, thank you guys so much for the amazing encouragement. And this goes for all of Branches and so many people on the outside, just in our community. God has us all where he wants us, on our knees. Some of you battling for the love of my life, and I am grateful. God's incredible plan will play out to only glorify him. Although it is incredibly difficult to watch and to walk through, we are all His beloved. God wants the best for us. I believe that with all of my heart. God knows. God is good. Even in the darkest of times, we hear His whispers of comfort, love, and peace. I pray that each of us realize this battle has already been won. God will prevail. prevail. Others will come closer to him or even come to know him because of this. We will go wherever he takes us. We trust him. Our faithfulness will be blessed. We love you all so much. And in this season of Thanksgiving, we are incredibly thankful.
1: So the way we're going to close in prayer um, is through these old hymns. So I'm going to ask Hoku and Jared to come up. And then um, I know there's some people that are going to move stuff around because they're big and strong. and. Am I off now? You're on.
0: I'm on? Okay. Just the it is well. Um, First of all, anytime I speak, Hoku has to sing. That's just a rule. Period. (coughs) Because I love her. And she is totally ordained by God. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But um, I've heard this song a lot. And there's been times when I've heard it and I get really upset. But... Right now, it's been a huge comfort to me, and so that's why I picked this song, and then Bogue picked the other one.
1: <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I chose "Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Now, um, neither of us had parents that went to church, so we didn't grow up singing these hymns, but there's something beautiful when you hear a hymn, like this song, It Is Well With My Soul, was sung, was created by a man who went back on a boat to the spot where his family drowned, and he said, It Is Well With My Soul if some guy that just finished college in skinny jeans and a hair bun says, hey, I got this awesome song, dude, it's called it Is Well With My Soul, dude, listen to it. It's all, like, I wouldn't, I'd have a harder time participating in that, because I'm like, you don't get it. But this man gets it. And there's another song, another hymn, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, sung from and created by people that have that know what it is, that his faithfulness is Great. And that's our prayer for us as a community, that we would grow. There's so much more, like we have to say, we're going to be sharing a little bit later about how to care for each other as a church, the um, things that are good, things we should avoid. But above all, to cling to him. And these songs, these hymns, are from people that know what it is to cling to the Lord. And then they can say, great is thy faithfulness, or it is well with my soul. So um, she's going to sing these songs, and we're going to stay seated it doesn't mean you can't worship. It's not like standing and hands up is the only way to worship. But it, this is our prayer. This is how we're going to close. It is great. I am so thankful for what I have, even the trials. Lord, thank you. Um, so I'm going to pray for us for that purpose. Father, we can only be changed and molded and moved this way by you and your perfect plan and. As we have seen from our family, sometimes perfection involves ugly, but it's still beautiful. And so, Father, for my family, for this church family, we surrender to you. Our trust is in you. We will grab your beard and not let go. We ask this in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen.